Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast on the Class. Breakfast on the Class today is dedicated for the speedy and complete Rufuashlema for Chana Batsimafega, sponsored by Drs. Habib and Rhonda Monas. Hazaku Baruch, thank you, Doctor, and thank you, Doctor. Breakfast on the Class is also dedicated for the speedy and complete Rufuashlema, Rabbi Eli Abadi Yashon Mazab Fortuna, and loving memory of Mr. Lee Sefalu Nishbat Leah Batchana, whose philanthropy has reached so many throughout the entire world. The week of Cobra was dedicated and sponsored by David Yash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to good today and every day. My friends, my friends, please do not answer Amen unless you are listening to this live. Baruch Ah, coffee. I love you. I love you. You're only a sip away. Okay, let's get ready to rumble. Wow, we got babies in the house. You brought down the average age of the main minyan. Azaku Baruch. Should be zochet to see them grow uh, to, uh, to, become, to become wonderful, to become great, happy, healthy. Only bring you nahat. Okay, let's get cracking. My friends, there's something here that I read that really, it, it, it made such a beautiful, a beautiful and a big impression on me. Let's begin with the words in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says as follows, And God spoke to Moshe in Midbar Sinai, in the desert in Sinai, on the first of the second month, in the first, of the sec- first day of the second month, in the second year. Now, our Sfarim tell us that the, the, uh, the idea of the desert, of being in the desert, was representative of Am Yisrael going through a very difficult time. Now, we have come across this idea a few times already in the classes. The idea states, it's brought down in the Gemara many times, Ma'aseavot. What do we got? So close. What's your name? What's your name? Simon. Simon Levani. Fantastic. Ma'aseavot, the actions of the forefathers, Simon Levanim is a sign for their children. I'll give you an example of where we find this. The, uh, the Pasuk says that Abraham told, God told Abraham, Kum hitalech ba'aretz. See me? I want you to get up, walk the land, width and length. Abraham walked, he walked, he's not feeling so great. He's, what's it called? He walked the Eretz Israel width and length of the whole country. And what did he do by walking the entirety of Eretz Israel? The Chachamim explained, he acquired Eretz Israel for the Jewish people. So there was not a single space that had not been walked upon, that had not been visited by our forefather, by, by Abraham Avinu. Isn't that beautiful? That's one example. There's many examples of this idea that Ma'aseh Avot, what happened with our forefathers, became not only a sign for the children, Siman, not only a sign for the children, but became a sign that it would happen to the children, almost like a prophecy that would become a part and parcel of the Jewish people. Now, I don't know if there's ever a more apt siman 
for the Jewish people, Bamidbar in the desert, what did we do in our first moments as a nation? When we were released from Eretz Misraim, we became the Jewish people. What did we do for 40 years? We wandered around the desert. So part of the genetic, the DNA, the makeup of Am Yisrael was such that we would be perpetually wandering. That happened in that moment. It was imbued upon the Jewish subconscious, on the Jewish soul, to have a destiny to be wandering, to be moving from place to place, to never be settled. Part of that, my friends, is so that a Jew, so that Am Yisrael, never, ever, ever, should a person feel settled in this world. Should a person forget why they came to this world to be able to do amazing things, but not to feel that this was home. You know, it was uh, interesting. Yesterday we drove down to deal because we had a confluence of Mother's Day and, uh, and my father's birthday. My father, my father just turned 70 years old, Baruch Hashem. 120, Bezat Hashem, in health and happiness. My friends, also, uh, we wanted to do for his 70th birthday. Uh, yesterday, we, in our Gemara class, we learned that the number 70 is uh, with regards to a person's life or with regards to a, an amount of time is the amount of time that brings Zechira, that God remembers a person. We remembered after 70 years of exile to come back to Israel. So I'm, I'm going to ask, we want to do for this for my father for his 70th birthday, to write him. So many people have the most amazing memories, experiences with Rabbi Fahi Sr. So if you could just send me an email uh, to my address, shlomo at wearechazak.com, W-E-A-R-E-C-H-A-Z-A-K.com, with some great memories or some things that you love about my dad. We want to put it together for him and make a book, Sefer HaZichronot, a book of memories for his 70th year. He's been serving the community since I'm two years old. He came to be a rabbi um, in, the, in America when I was two years old. I'm now 45. So 43 years he's been a rabbi in the Halabi community. Kashrut, wrote the Sidur for children, Sidur Mahzori, uh, set up, a, was part of many of the different initiatives in, in, in uh, Deal, New Jersey, helped start a school for the Sephardic children in Deal Yeshiva back in the day. He was principal. Many, 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 many different things. Any memories you have of Rabbi Fahi Senior, please send them to shlomo at weachazak.com and we'll compile them and give it to him to give him nahat uh, for all the years that he's given. My friends, so one of the things that we imbue, that we learn in the desert. What do we learn? We learn never to be too settled here. To think to ourselves, what are we doing with our time on this earth? You know, the greatest gift <clears throat> in a person's life, <clears throat> when a person contemplates the day they're going to die, what does that do? It lights a fire. Baruch Hashem, you know, we all remember when we were young. But you know, time marches on. And you see your parents getting older, grandparents. You start to remember, you know, we're not going to be here forever. What do I want to instill? What do I want to build? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to learn? So my friends, one thing we learn from the desert is that we are constantly wandering. We can never be in one place for too long. We need to always be growing. We need to always be pushing forward. But my friends... 
Alpi Kabbalah also, there's a lot written about this idea that the Pasuk says that the Midbar was a place of Nachash, Saraf, Ve'akrav. What does that mean? Of snakes and scorpions. All of the Mazikim, all of the <coughs> forces of destruction, where is their place on earth? Where is the place of the Mazikim, of the Shedim, of the demons, of the of the animals that seek to damage a human being, it's the Midbar. Am Yisrael was designed, was being created in a way that nothing should be able to destroy them. So what did we do? We went to this training course. Before we went to Eretz Yisrael, we wandered in the Midbar so as not to be able to be destroyed. There would be things that would hurt us, no doubt, and we've been hurt badly throughout the ages. But that Am Yisrael should be able to go through Nachash, Saraf, Ve'akrav, and what happens? And to come out completely, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, uh, to be able to come out without, <coughs> without being destroyed. My friends, it is based on this that I want to share with you a very powerful idea. You know, our rabbis tell us, Sof davar hakol nishma et Elohim yira. In the end, Softavar, Hakol Nishma, everything is heard. Right? Eta Elohim Yira, a person should fear God. The Gemara learns from here a very interesting thing. The Gemara learns, Softavar, in the end, you get heard if you have Yirat Shamaim. If a person has Yirat Shamaim, people listen to what he or she has to say. A person who has fear of heaven, when they talk, people listen. But the Sefer Darche Yosef writes in the name, of, uh, of uh, the Sefer Bacharta Bachaim, he writes something unbelievable. I think it's from Rav Musafi. He says something unbelievable. He says, it's true that if you have a Yerat uh, Shamaim, uh, your words get heard. But what did the Pasuk say? It said, Sof Davar, in the end. Interesting. What do you mean in the end? I'll give you another example. The Gemara says, in, uh, the Mishnah says in Avot, any gathering which is for the sake of heaven, sofa In the end, it doesn't get destroyed. Why do we use the word in the end? Why do we use the word sofa in the end? Listen to this because this will blow your mind. Rav Basri says, Rav, Rav Musafi, excuse me, Rav Musafi says, he says something unbelievable. And I'm going to give you the quote. Ready? You know what the quote is? If at first you don't succeed, that's how everybody knows it. Right? Again, if at first you don't succeed, try, try. That's what everyone thinks. My friends, I want to give you a different ending to that sentence. The ending of Rav Musafi. If at first you don't succeed, it's a sign that what you're trying to do is probably a good thing. Listen carefully one more time. If at first you don't succeed, it's a sign that what you're trying to do is probably a good thing. Because when you try to do something good, it never works the first time. If something works too easily, too quickly, too smoothly, you should ask yourself a question. How is the Yetzihara allowing this to skate through. If it was important, if it was valuable, you know what the Yetzirah would do? 
He would throw every roadblock in front of you. In fact, there's a reason why yeshivot have the most difficult time raising money. But if you want to start a museum to hang paintings, <laughs> no problem. Endowment, the, the museum has $940 million in its endowment, no problem. And the paintings that are sitting there, who had they get them? They didn't buy the painting. Some guy gave it to them for free. You ever notice this? The Yesara, he's not afraid of museums. He's very afraid of yeshivot. He's very afraid of, of synagogues. So we will perpetually struggle to raise money for good causes. If at first you don't succeed, it's probably a good so sign that what you're trying to do is a good thing. So that's why, what do we say? In the end you get heard. In the end it will stick around. Says Rav Musafi, that's why it's telling us over here, the Jewish people in the desert, they build a mishkan, they're living this beautiful life, fighting through every problem that they have, getting ready to come to Eretz Israel. You know what this, the hallmark of their success is? Chodesh Hasheni. Shana Hashenit. In the second month, in the second year, not in the first month, not in the first year, you got it? My friends, I want to share with you something that will blow your minds, but it might be a little bit too early in the day for you to appreciate it. <laughs> the other day we had a Gemara class, and we were going through the numbers, and we were doing math in the class. The guy's like, Dachilak Rabbi, I came from the office. I got to come to this school to do math again? I can't. I think we might be having the toaster of fire of 2023 again. Just want to check if maybe there's some... Uh, Sammy, did you put cheese? Sammy, you put cheese? All right. <clears throat> Listen to this. Rav Musafi, and it takes a Rav Musafi to recognize this. He says, if you look carefully, we realize... The Torah, it starts with which letter? Bet. The Gemara starts on which page? Bet. Why? Because nothing in spirituality goes through on the first time. It is a necessary ingredient for something that is holy to happen and to be acquired by not just trying, but by trying again. If there is no hard work, if there's no sweat, if there's no wondering if this is even going to work, my friends, it ain't going through. Listen to what Rav Musafi points out. He says the Torah starts with bet, because I want you to notice something he says. He says, take the letter bet in the Hebrew alphabet. Count three letters from bet. Bet, gimel, dalet. Beget, three letters. How much is bet? Two. Gimel? Three. Five. How much is Dalid? Four. How much is five and four? Nine. Now, there's something called Mispar Katan. Mispar Katan is when you take the numbers and you bring them down to their base. Okay? So how many, what do we have there? Nine. Look at the letters of Emet. Aleph is one. Mem is 40. Taf is 400. What do we got? 400? 41. You add them together. Let's get down to a prime. Nine. My friends, wait for this. This is unbelievable. <clears throat> Keep going. We did bet, gimel, dalit. Nine. Let's go. Hey, vav, zayin. Hey is five. 
Vav is six. Zayin is seven. Eighteen. Eight and one, nine. Chet, tet, yud. Again, eight, nine is seventeen. Plus, twenty-seven. Nine. Two and seven. All the letters, when you start with bet, bet, gimel, dalet, hey, vav, zayin, chet, tet, yud, kaf, lamed, mem, all of them, straight to the end. Mispar katan, nine, is the gematria of emet. Emet starts with bet. My friends, watch what happens when we start with aleph. Aleph, bet, gimel, is one. Bet is two. Gimel is three. How much you have? Six. Let's take a look at the mispar katan of the word the opposite of emet is sheker. Sheen, 300. Kuf, 100. Resh, 200. What do we got? 600. 600 mispar katan, 6. Aleph, bet, gimel is 6. What comes after Aleph, gimel? Dalet, hevav, 4. And 5 is 9, 9, 6, 15. 5 plus 1, 6. Every way, all the way through, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Vav, right? All the way through, add them together will be Mispar Katan 6. To teach you that a thing in this world, which happens easily and on the first try, its nature, its root is in Sheker. And a thing that happens on Bet, when you try and try again, the root of that thing is Emet. Because a physical world will not naturally, a seed will not naturally allow for a spiritual thing to take root easily. If it's too easy in a world of Sheker, what do you know? Sheker. Imagine I went and I sold Judaism in the UN. And everyone's like, yeah, brilliant, amazing, we're in. What will you know? You'll know that I probably gave them such a watered-down version of Judaism that they all could accept it, correct? There's no way those guys agreed to Judaism if you told them this, if you told them that, if you told them the other thing. You, come on, you told them about checking for bugs? <laughs> uh, you know I lied, because if it's too easy, if it works in a physical world without any friction, it must be that you diluted the spirituality to the point where the physical world could just accept it. My friends, every time we're trying to do the right thing, it is like that. So therefore, when we learn about Bamidbar, that's what we learn. God says, I'm sending you into the desert, a place of difficulty, a place of Nachash, of Saraf, of Akrav. Roshetevot of Nachash, right? Saraf, Akrav is Nun, Shin, and Ain. Nun, Shin, and Ayin are the letters that spell the word Onesh. God wanted us to be able to get through punishment and pain and difficulty. So he sent us into the Midbar. And my friends, what did we emerge from the Midbar with? What was the gift of the desert? What was the gift of going through Onesh? Of being bitten and stung and whatever. You know what the... <clears throat> you know what the, uh, the result of that was? The result of that was that Am Yisrael learned to be able to be survivors. People ask, what is the secret of the Jewish people? And part of the secret is that we have 
this inbuilt resilience that we do not give up. And our dreams do not stop being dreams because they encountered some form of hardship. So we don't give up and we take risks and we're not afraid of risking because you know what? The fact that something hurts doesn't bother a Jew. We have learned to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So my friends, if at first you don't succeed, it's a sign that what you're doing is probably a good thing. Take that lesson and I want you to think right now of something, something important that you're doing that is not going easily. You have half a mind to just say, Hadji. Forget it. All right, whatever. No. Bechad lachodesh hasheni, the second month in the second year. Everything, if it starts with bet, comes up nines emet. Everything, if it starts up aleph, and if you're looking for aleph, and if your relationship is completely smooth, you know what you need to know? It's not real. If you never got into a fight, she or you are not being honest. Check it. Why? Because you're so afraid of a fight that either she or you are not allowing yourself to be the individual that you are. Unless you married your identical twin, you're built differently. You think differently. It has to be that there are things that you're not on the same page. But not being on the same page doesn't make you weaker. It makes you stronger. That's the concept of emet, my friends. That's the concept of starting with bet, of trying again. Hashem should bless us to never give up hope when it comes down to the fight. Baruch Hanayi Le'olam.